listening to Rising Above with Becky Davidson. Progress is progress, no matter how small. As long as I choose each day to kind of move forward and uh, and try to continue to battle some of those physical things that I'm going through, that I can find joy in the fact that, you know, that I'm going through a physically disabling type of time doesn't have to stop the mission that God has given me. Welcome to Rising Above with Becky Davidson, where we hear from special needs families who rise above difficult circumstances and discover that joy can be found in every story. Thank you for joining us. Here's your host, Becky Davidson. Hey friends, I am so glad you are joining us for this week's episode. And this week you are going to get to hear from Ryan Wolf. Now, Ryan is an author and a speaker, and he serves as the president of Ability Ministry. Now, if you are not familiar with Ability Ministry, you are going to want to check them out after you listen to this episode. Their website is filled with so many resources, many of them free, to support and encourage people living with disabilities. And Ryan's latest book is called The Tale of the Shrinking Toilet. Now, that's quite an interesting uh, title for a book. So you're going to have to listen more to the show to learn more about the book and the title. So here's the conversation that I had with Ryan Wolf. Hey, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us for the podcast today. I am so excited to get to have this conversation with you, know more about you and the amazing things that you are doing in the disability community. So thanks for being in here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. So we've known each other off and on for a while. We've seen each other at conferences. We've met several times. And what's really neat is that your ministry... Um, and rising above, we are both Shine On contributors for the Tim Tebow Foundation. So we've gotten to know each other even more through that. And um, so that's kind of a neat way that we've been able to connect here recently. And then there's, we've got all kinds of conferences coming up this year. So I suspect we will be seeing lots of you in 2023. Yes, yes. Yeah, so look, looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be great. So, okay. So I read from your bio um, you have been involved in disability ministry for many, many years. And, you know, so often when somebody gets involved in this kind of work, there's a reason why, you know, you either have a family member who lives with disability or someone just pulled at your heart who lives life with a disability. So what's your story there? What brought you to want to work in this kind of ministry? Yeah, I've been I've been doing disability ministry now, I guess, over 20 years. And uh, I think my story is probably different from most. Um, I didn't grow up with an immediate family member with a disability. Uh, I attended First Christian Church in Canton, Ohio as, as a kid and as a teenager. And uh, one of the things that was unique about First Christian was there were people there that didn't look like me, walk like me, mm-hmm. talk like me. Um, and as a kid, you know, growing up in the 80s, um, in school, like I didn't see anyone that was any different to me because, uh, you know, special education was in a different part of the building. So, so when I went to church, I saw all these people that maybe didn't look like me, talk like me, walk like me, those mm-hmm. type of things. And as a child or a teen, I was like, who are these people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, uh, to me, it wasn't something that was like scary. Um, it was something that like I was attracted to because it was mm-hmm. different from my experience. So, even as a teenager, um, I just got the guts, I guess, to walk up and, and, and start conversations with a group of about a dozen adults 
um, with disabilities at First Christian. Uh, they became my friends. Uh, sometimes would sit with them at church. Uh, and I just think God just kind of opened my eyes and my, my heart to this group of people that I didn't know existed until I was probably almost a teenager. Then um, went off to college, uh, got a degree in ministry, got a master's degree in counseling, came back, started doing ministry at my home church. Uh, where all my friends were, you know, I, you know, go away for eight years, come back, uh, and just have the opportunity to to kind of dig right in and do ministry mm-hmm. with my friends. Like this, I feel like uh, a lot of people um, that go into ministry will say say things like, "God called me to be a preacher," "God mm-hmm. called me to be a minister," um, and though I never really had an audible calling, like I just felt like from the time I was I was young that I was just called to do ministry with uh, my friends with disabilities. So just really, really a calling, you know, not, not one of those things that, uh, that I got into it to advocate again for a family member, just, just really felt drawn to it um, by God, I guess. So, so yeah, it's pretty cool. I love that story. And I, I really do love it when it is some organic experience, like like what you had, it wasn't that it was just placed in your life with a family member, but that, you know, God placed it in your life through your church and then you grabbed hold of that. So that, I just love that so much. So now you've been doing this for 20 years and you are with an organization called Ability Ministry. So tell us about Ability Ministry. And, you know, I'll just tell you, when I was at your website, I was completely blown away. I mean, I've known you for several years, but but this was the first time I'd really you know, gotten on your website and, and looked at all the things that you were doing. And I was blown away. So share with us what you do um, with Ability Ministry and kind of what you all do there. Yeah, so so Ability Ministry has a rich history uh, in the field of disability ministry, specifically uh, in the field of residential ministry. Uh, our ministry started back in the 80s uh, as a residential ministry. Um, I, I love telling the story about how the ministry started. It started just basically by uh, two people having a conversation. Uh, a guy named Sam Stone um, was visiting his parents at a, a nursing home, and uh, there was a young lady uh, with cerebral palsy named uh, Marjorie Broxon, and uh, she was there. Uh, much younger than everybody else in the nursing home, but, you know, back in the 80s, that was the only place mm-hmm. that she had uh, to, to live uh, and, and to receive the care that she needed. And uh, she would always be sitting in the lobby when Sam came in and Sam and, and Marjorie kind of, you know, had, had a relationship just, you know, as a conversation and passing. Um, and uh, and one, day, one day Marjorie said to Sam, um, sure would be nice if there was a home for people like me. Uh, and Sam was like, yeah, that would be nice, but that would cost a lot of money. And Marjorie said, well, I bet this nursing home cost a lot of money. And it was just like at that moment for like Sam, kind of God pricked his heart. And, and he was like, he was like, you know what? There should be a place for people mm-hmm. uh, with disabilities that they can, you know, uh, you know, just have their own place. And uh, so so that was that conversation took place in 1981. Uh, our ministry, after several conversations that Sam had with other ministry leaders, that formalized 1983, and in 1986, uh, our first home uh, opened up uh, in uh, in uh, Tennessee. 
So it was our first home, first residence moved in in, in uh, August of 1986, a little, you know, 35, 36 years ago now, been doing residential ministry. Um, I came on board with Ability Ministry in 2017. Um, our director at the time, Gary Spangler, who's who's still on staff uh, with us, uh, just, you know, just again, our ministry just doing residential ministry, residential ministry. Uh, and, you know, we've got homes in Tennessee and Missouri. And uh, he just, he felt burdened. Uh, he's like, you know what, we're doing a great job providing residential ministry for, you know, a good number of, of people in a couple different states. But he's like, you know, there's got to be, there's got to be thousands, if not millions of people uh, with disabilities all over the world that need to hear about Jesus. And he's like, he's like, I, he's like, I don't have the expertise in that. He came from the airline industry. Uh, and, and you know, helped our ministry, you know, get healthy uh, financially as, as a residential ministry. And he just felt like, you know, we need to reach beyond just our residents and our families. Yeah. So that's when he invited me to come on board. I had spent the previous 15 years doing full-time disability ministry. And uh, he, he said, you know what, do whatever you need to do, help our organization grow beyond just the residential ministry. Not that you know, there's anything wrong with it or bad. It's just, mm -hmm. you just say, you know, you know, we have a handful of residents, but there's millions of people in the world that need to know about mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah. So I came on board in 2017 and uh, we just started creating resources for churches, you know, as we would find out, you know, a church needed, you know, X, Y, or Z, as far as resources go, uh, we would create it. You know, I took a lot of the resources that I created uh, while working at First Christian, brought them over to Ability Ministry, put them all online, and uh, just made them available uh, for free to churches. 90, oh, probably well over 90% of the stuff on our website is 100% free uh, for churches to use. So just continue to build that, you know, catalog of resources, offered free consultation, uh, all kinds of stuff, just trying to mm -hmm. help churches, you know, uh, realize that there's a community and mission field all around them. So trying to help them. Yeah. Well, so what are some of the resources that you had there? Because I went and looked at your website um, and, and I love, like you said, resources for churches. I know that you also create curriculum for our adults um, with disabilities. So share a little bit, give us a little more detail about like some of the, the content that you have created and then, you know, share how you've seen it impact churches, our friends with disabilities. Just give us a little more detail about some of the things that you've, you've created. Yeah, yeah. So if you go to our, our website, abilityministry.com, um, and if right across the top of the website, there's, there's all kinds of drop downs. Right in the middle is a drop down for resources, or you can just go to abilityministry.com slash resources. Uh, and it'll take you to a whole different, you know, a whole bunch of different categories of resources. Um, we just relaunched our website a little less than a year ago. Mm -hmm. So because we wanted to, we wanted to make all of our resources easier for people to find. Uh, so we're, we're really excited about how it is easy to find. Uh, if you go to our store, abilityministry.com, our store, you can, you can add all of our free resources to the cart and just check out for free. Um, so it's, it's super easy uh, to get them. Uh, probably one of the, the most popular items um, beyond our curriculum that we've created uh, are what we call one-page documents. So it's just literally a one-page front and back. And it's everything that any ministry leader could ever need, uh, whether it's an information sheet where you can help to get that needed information about the kids in your ministry, 
um, whether it's uh, just some simple training materials. We have a one-page document on disability etiquette. We have one-page document on um, wrong assumptions about disability. We have one-page document on what does the Bible really say about disability. Mm -hmm. A one-page document on uh, a church campus accessibility checklist. So you can literally walk through your church campus, check yes and no to see if it's really accessible or not. Uh, because not all churches are, because not all churches have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is really practical things to help your church just do better at uh, communicating what mm-hmm. your heart, you know, believes. Because a lot of times as ministry leaders, we have big hearts, uh, but we may not see things um, that, uh, you know, somebody with a disability mm-hmm. would come in and say, oh, you know, that's kind of, you know, they didn't really think of us there mm-hmm. type of thing. So. So yeah, just a lot of a lot of great resources. Um, as far as like stories go, one of the things that we're really proud of is uh, just how how far uh, and 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 wide our impact has been. Like I said, that came on in 2017. Uh, we started building our inventory. Uh, we've had downloads uh, of our resources, whether it be curriculum or any of the free resources, in over 44 states in over 25 different countries. Um, so, so just seeing, you know, how hungry people are for, yeah. uh, this material and just how they're reaching out and grabbing it. Uh, there's not a day that doesn't go, go by where, uh, I don't get several email notifications that people have checked out, uh, mm-hmm. whether it be with free, free content or, or not free content, um, that they have to purchase like our curriculum. But, uh, so anytime, you know, I get that email notification yeah. just kind of makes me smile because I know there's another church out there that. Yeah is grabbing mm-hmm. a resource that's going to help them do better mm-hmm. at reaching their disability community for Jesus. Yeah. And it's so great. It's so needed. You know, I know so many of our listeners, you know, our, most of our listeners are parents who live this life every day, who are searching and longing for a place that will be accepting for their family. And so what's so great about what you guys do, you make it so easy. They can just go to your website download information there to help them get started. And not only do you have the information to help them know, you know, like your checklist and things like that, but then you've got this really cool curriculum that's fun. That And now is most of your curriculum geared towards adults or? Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Um, most of our stuff is for, for teens, young adults, adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are finishing up in the next, I think, Two months, we'll have finished a full year's worth of curriculum for children's Amazing. ministry. Um, so, so we'll have that component as well. Mm-hmm. It's something that we wrote a while ago, um, but just with with the pandemic, everything kind of shifted, and and we're just now, you know, having the ability to kind of catch our breath and, mm-hmm. and catch up on some older projects. But uh, we have uh, once we complete that and uh, a couple other series that we have in production. We'll have about four years worth of curriculum online. So a full year for children and three years worth of curriculum for adults and or teens. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, and and we try to make it fun. Uh, We try to make it uh, multi-sensory, hands-on. So so it's, you know, better for for retention uh, and and all that kind of stuff and engagement. So, yeah, we we love it. Probably curriculum is what we're most known for, Mm -hmm. I think, now. Uh, and it's it's something that you know we take a lot of joy mm-hmm. in uh, the creation creation of our content. And I would say, you know, if even if if there's a parent listening that that's currently not plugged into a church, 
if they're looking for things to do with their child on their own, your resources are great for that. You know, I looked at some of the different things that you have there and I was like, okay, I could do this with John Alex. You know, these are things I could do with him to um, have it easily laid out for me, you know, to show him. So I think that's another great thing, you know, because they're, they're, I'm sure there are parents listening who are not plugged into a church, but would love to, to be able to share these truths, you know, with their children. And so, you know, parents can even go and get this information to these this great curriculum to share with them. Yeah. 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 Let me, let me jump in right, right there. Uh, we, we just, you, you mentioned that we're both shine on contributors mm-hmm. uh, for the Tim Tebow foundation. We just finished uh, completing a resource for the Tim Tebow foundation called let your light shine. And it, it's a, it's a video devotional that actually has a printable couple printable pieces that come along with it. So there's six different videos um, that kind of walk you through uh, the importance of understanding why, you know, God talks about light and why Jesus says the letter light shine. So it kind of goes through that. Uh, we created it for, for churches to use leading up to night to shine, but it's, it's, it's something that anybody, uh, any parent could use. You know, they could download it again and go to buildingministry.com, go to our store or just search, let your light shine. And that's a hundred percent free product, so which which is really cool. So you can download that. Uh, you can watch a video a day. You can watch a video a week. Like I said, there's a, there's a printable PDF devotional that takes you a little bit deeper than the videos. There's a coloring page. There's word searches. Uh, all kinds. There's even a, a sign language memory verse uh, that goes along with the series, and it's all a hundred percent free. So yeah, any parent could use that. Uh, with their child, regardless of the age, I think it translates very well. Um, so yeah, I just encourage people go to our website, search "Let Your Light Shine," do- download that for free, and uh, and use that. Uh, whether you go to church uh, or you're not plugged in at a church mm-hmm. yet, it's a great resource for any family. I will be doing that this weekend. I'm going to be I'm going to be checking that out for John Alex for us right. to do together. I think that's right. amazing. So thank you for creating these beautiful. And, and just very friendly uh, resources, family-friendly resources, and church-friendly resources. Um, so you've got another passion that you that you are are um, working on now, and you've written a book, and it's got an interesting name. And so I want you to tell us you have <laughs> you've just written a book, and, right. and, yeah, yeah, called "The Tale of the Shrinking Toilet." So Ryan, tell us <laughs> about your book. The tale of the shrinking toilet. What was your heart behind wanting wanting to write this book, and what is this book about? Uh, first off, just say like, uh, you know, I'm in my 40s, but I've really never really matured much past you know middle school. Plus. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, so, so when people saw like the title of the book, they're like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, but uh, so, so the reason we created the tale of the shrinking toilet is we wanted to we wanted to bring to light. Uh, a topic that often is overlooked, and uh, when it's not overlooked, it's hard to talk about because it has everything to do with go- what goes on in the bathroom. Um, so the the story is an allegory. The story uh, tells uh, the tale of what happens on two two day, uh, February second, two uh, two day uh, at two twenty two p.m. every public restroom toilet shrinks down to infant size uh, and it can't be fixed. It can't be turned back. And like everybody freaks out uh, because they can no longer go to the bathroom in public. And uh, so obviously it's an allegory 
for all those individuals and families that have someone, a loved one, uh, that requires personal care in the restroom. Uh, the ADA requires uh, that every restroom has an infant-sized changing table. Uh, but we all know what happens. Infants don't stay infants. They grow up, and they no longer fit on those infant-sized changing tables. So it's an allegory uh, to tell the story about how the world becomes inaccessible uh, when you can't use a public restroom. So uh, so we, we wanted to you know, just make it a fun story to open people's eyes to an issue, again, that is overlooked or people avoid uh, because it's hard to talk about, you know, uh, if you have a loved one um, that requires personal care and a church doesn't have a universal size changing table or a store doesn't have a universal size changing table or a movie theater, like a lot of things you can't do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we wanted to bring light to that issue um, in, a, in, in kind of a fun way uh, that will, you know, kind of uh, break the ice a bit when you're talking about that. Uh, but one of the neat things about it is it's not just a story that is meant for awareness. It actually is an initiative. Uh, so we created a website called shrinkingtoilets.com. Uh, so it promotes the book and it also promotes our initiative. Um, we give people a way to reach out and advocate, whether it be reaching out through uh, people in, in you know, positions of power with governments just saying, hey, Here's a sample form you can write, you know, download, write, and send to, you know, a senator uh, or, or a governor and say, hey, this is an issue, please help. Uh, but we also, uh, with 100% of the proceeds of the sales of the book, have created a scholarship fund. Uh, so any church, any business that wants to either build or purchase a universal size changing table, we will help scholarship them with the grant money that we have kind of taken in with the sales of the book. Um, so yeah, it's, it's something that's kind of out there. Uh, we felt like it was something that nobody was talking about. Nobody was being the champion of. Uh, we just felt like it was it was an opportunity uh, to make the world maybe a little bit more accessible. So uh, so yeah, the tale of the shrinking toilets, um, find more information about it at shrinkingtoilets.com. Uh, if your church is looking to become more accessible, we can help with a small grant. Uh, recently, Bay Presbyterian Church in uh, Bay Village, Ohio, just installed a universal size change table. We were able to, to grant them some money to do that. Uh, so, yeah, just it's an exciting kind of outside the box, weird, funny uh, way that we can make a difference in the world. I I love that so much because, you know, people just, they don't grasp and understand. You know, most people would not even think that that would be an issue. But when we are living this life, you know, and we know, I mean, it's very much so an issue for so many of our families. And so, I mean, I just think that's amazing. And what a fun and creative way to let people be aware of this need. So I can't wait to see what you come up with next. Cause you know, there's lots of other issues that we deal with in the special <laughs> needs, you know, disability community. So yeah, you have anything else in the works? <laughs> well, several things. Uh, but uh, one other cool thing about the book, we had uh, a guy, Adam Bryant, he's an artist uh, also is kind of on the autism spectrum. And uh, he, he, we commissioned him to illustrate the book for us. So it was just another, another neat way to kind of engage uh, with the disability community. A couple other things in the works that we actually, one thing that we launched um, last year as well, and we're continuing to build 
um, is, is a stock photography website called Disability is Beautiful. And uh, this, so you can go to disabilitiesbeautiful.com and uh, it's stock photography of people uh, with disabilities. So um, that's another thing kind of we, we saw as a void. Uh, there wasn't, there's not a lot of good imagery out there of people with disabilities. So it was one of the things that we often complained about because as we major kind of in content development curriculum, we're always in need of photography uh, and people, you know, photography specifically people with disabilities and just wasn't out there. So, you know, we, we kind of grumbled for a couple of years and then we decided somebody should do something about it. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, nobody's going to do something about it unless we do something about it. So again, it was one of those big projects. Uh, so, so we, you know, built the website and uh, we're kind of slowly building that catalog. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, there, there's some good stuff on there, um, but we need people's help to build that catalog. So anybody um, with a disability or a loved one with a disability that wants to share their favorite picture with us, we would love to host that picture on disabilitiesbeautiful.com. All you got to do there is go and create a free account and upload your favorite images and uh, we'll We'll post them on disabilitiesbeautiful.com and uh, anybody in the world uh, can use those uh, in, in different things mm -hmm. uh, that they're working on, whether it be, you know, marketing material, uh, blogs, curriculum, you know, anywhere that it's needed, websites. Uh, so, yeah, we need help building that catalog. So if you're listening, go to disabilitiesbeautiful.com right now, create a free account, upload your favorite picture of a loved one or yourself um, to, to the website. I, I'm sure there are parents listening right now that are like, oh, I'm going to add my child's photo to that because it is such a need. I remember when we were trying to create different projects years ago and we would be searching for images and they just weren't there. You know, we would have to, to right. you know create our own. And so that's, an, again, what a creative thing. I, I love what you guys do because it's like, okay, there is this void. There is this need. Nobody else is going to do it. So we're going to do it. And so um, I think that is amazing um that you do you just see that need and you create something to fill that need what else do you guys have coming up um in the next year or so yeah so so last year um we we did a lot of work with with the universal size changing table initiative the tailor shrink toilets uh with the stock photography website disabilitiesbeautiful.com so that was kind of um off you know, of what we normally do. And we spent a lot of time, energy, money kind of doing that this year. We're kind of getting back on, back on track with curriculum production. So we're really digging in. Uh, I think we have eight different curriculum series currently in production. Uh, so we're spinning a lot of plates uh, right now. We, uh, we just released a couple different series and we're getting close to releasing a couple more. Uh, so Again, if you're looking for material for your small group, for your science school class, um, check out our, our curriculum. Like I said, in a matter of a couple months, we'll have four, four years worth of curriculum on our website. So that's, that's kind of where we're mm -hmm. digging in um, the most for 2023. Uh, that's, that's definitely um, what we're going to major in mm -hmm. uh, for this year. That's great. And I love it. You know, you create content for our friends living with disability and then rising above, we create content for the parents. So it's kind of neat that we're, we're both into yeah. content creation, but we have two different lanes that we're in, but they both complement each other 
you know, so, so well, you know, you have had a heart for people living with disabilities for a very, very long time. And, you know, so often our friends with disabilities, um, they're viewed as less than, like they don't have things to offer to the world. So, you know, what do you want people to know about our friends that live with disabilities? And, you know, then how do we go about changing that narrative that's often out there when we look at the disability community? Yeah, I I think I would go back to my experience again, like as a teenager, um, don't be afraid of what you perceive as different. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think the you know, one of the one of the things that we say often, and not just us, but a lot of people, is that we're more alike than we're different. We often focus on, on those differences, and we become afraid of what we don't know because we perceive it to be different. But we're more alike than different. And I think, like again, going back to my experience as a teenager, is um, just have the courage to start a conversation. Um, and another phrase that we use often, and that others use as well, is just start with hello. Um, you don't have to, you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to, you don't have to know everything when it comes to, you know, interactions uh, with, with people with disabilities, but just start with hello and uh, get to know people. And I think, I think one conversation can change a world. Well, you know, we saw that with, with the, the start of our ministry, that one conversation with Sam and Marjorie back in 1981 started our whole ministry. You know, who would have known that just, Sam taking the time to stop to talk to Marjorie could make such a monumental difference. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's where it starts with everybody is it's just, just a matter of slowing down and uh, taking the time to say hello mm-hmm. and uh, a world can be changed. And it's often your world mm-hmm. that will be changed by so, doing that. So, so true. I, I love that so much. Just, the, you know, just, it starts with the, almost just like that conversation, like what you were saying. And so, um, you know, we, I know that some of our listeners may be thinking, oh, I wish our church had something for our family. Or maybe somebody's listening and they're like, you know, how do we even get started? Where do, where do we even begin? Because it's such a big process to look at so often, but it's really not that that hard to do when you have the heart for it. So what would you say, you know, if somebody's listening, like, how do I even get started? What would you tell them? I've got I've got two 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 things that I would say. Um, again, go to our website abilityministry.com. If you go kind of the right hand corner up towards the top, there's a little button that says "I want to." Mm. Uh, you click on that button, "I want to." The very first option that drops down under that is "I want to start a disability ministry." We have a complete guide uh, on how step by step from from you know from scratch. To start a disability ministry. Uh, and if, if that feels a little bit overwhelming, that's okay. Um, let me give you a, a different option. All right. We have a free resource on our website um, that was created for parents. All right. So your audience is parents. You know, if you're listening to this, you're probably a parent. Uh, and, and we know that most ministries start because of a passionate parent that right sees here. a need and wants to meet a need. That's you. Yep. Uh, that's probably 90% of the disability ministries out there. So if the complete guide on our website feels too overwhelming, uh, I'd encourage you um, to just search on our website why our church should start a disability ministry. Let me say that again. Why our church should start a disability ministry. So we created this. It's a free package that can be downloaded. Um, you download it. It's a customizable PowerPoint, and it's a customi- 
customizable one-page document. Uh, it gives you all the reasons why your church should start a disability ministry. And it shows you how to fill in different, different spaces. So like one of the customizable f- parts of the document and the PowerPoint is how many people in our city live with a disability? How many people in our county live with a disability? Now you're not guessing because we show you exactly how to find those numbers using, using the census uh, data uh, that exists on, on the internet. Uh, so you can fill in all those different customizable spots. You can take that one page, you know, if you choose to use the one page uh, printed document, you can hand that to your uh, lead pastor at your church and say, Hey, our church needs to start a disability ministry. And here are five reasons why. And it's got all the stuff filled out. If you choose not to use the printed document and you've got a meeting lined up with your church leaders, you can just plug that PowerPoint in uh, where you've had the customizable spots where you can add in population data and stuff like that. And you can say, Hey, if you've got, you got 15 minutes, let me walk you through a presentation on why our church started disability ministry. It's a hundred percent polished. You know, we've made it um, look super professional. Um, so you don't have that kind of, uh, you know, you, you don't feel like, Oh my gosh, I can't put something professional together. We've done it for you. Just plug in the data uh, and, and show it to your leadership. So those are the two things I would do. Either either go start a disability ministry on the drop down I want to, or search why our church just started a disability ministry. Both resources are free. Um, we want to help you. Uh, if you need help with either of those, uh, we offer free consultation too. Uh, so so we can help you with any of that if you get kind of kind of hung up on either of those resources. So when do you sleep, Ryan? When do you sleep? <laughs> Seriously, I'm like listening to all this. And I, like I said, I spent yeah. a lot of time on your website, but I only scratched the surface of things I'm learning today. So, I mean, my word. Yeah, it, uh, we are a small but mighty team. Yeah. And uh, everything that we've created on our and made available to churches on our website is either something that I use while in full-time disability ministry or something that a church has reached out to us and said, hey, it'd be great if you could create something like this. So we, you know, again, we hear a need, see a need, mm-hmm. uh, we create the resource and we just make it available for everybody. Um, uh, I don't sleep for a lot of different reasons, uh, but uh, not necessarily because <laughs> because I'm always working. But uh, but no, it's, it's, a, it's a joy to be able yeah. uh, to get people what they need to be effective in reaching their community for Jesus. So amazing. Love it so much. So right, we ask all of our guests, um, what are ways that you rise above your circumstances and find joy in your story? Uh, I, the last three, four years have been really difficult uh, for me physically. Uh, I've had four major surgeries in the last two years. I've got another major surgery lined up, uh, back surgery for March of this year, so next month. Um, so you talk about rising above your circumstances. Like one of my circumstances is like my physical health uh, just hasn't been good for several years. And, uh, and, and I think but what I think about kind of my experience, um, you know, having, having to use a wheelchair, having to use crutches, having to use shower chair, having to use uh, safety rails in the bathroom, um, having a handicap sticker in my car, all those different things because of the different surgeries that I've had. Um, I think it's helped me 
to better understand and relate um, to, to all my friends that live with disability. Um, so as far as like rising above that, I, I just think the biggest thing for me is that I just keep pushing forward. Um, you know, you have a choice every day. Uh, and each day is the mercies of each day are new and thank God for that. Um, but, uh, I think the thing for me, the last, last couple of years is, and I have to remind myself of this because sometimes, sometimes progress is really small when it comes to like the physical battles, you know, that, that at least that I've been going through is that progress is progress, no matter how small. So I just, that's a phrase that I think I remind myself of often is progress is progress, no matter how small. So, um, so yeah, I just, and, and I just, I know that as long as I choose each day to kind of move forward and, uh, and try to continue to battle some of those physical things that I'm going through, um, that I can find joy in the fact that, you know, maybe, you know, that I'm going through a physically disabling type of time. Um, it doesn't have to stop. Uh, the mission that God has given me. So true, so true. Well, Ryan, thank you so much uh, for giving time to us today. I know you're so busy, and so I appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to be here with us and sharing about the amazing things that you're doing. I know that our listeners are going to want to go check out your resources. Get ready, because when this comes out, you know, you're going to be getting lots of emails uh, (laughs) showing downloads, because I know our listeners will go check it out. So thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you at a conference here in the next couple of months. So that'll be great. Hopefully, yes. Thank you, Becky. Appreciate you having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Rising Above with Becky Davidson, created and produced by Rising Above Ministries. To learn more about us and our resources for special needs families, visit risingaboveministries.org or download our free app. If you've enjoyed listening and want to hear more, We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. You can always share it to encourage a friend. And remember, joy can be found in every story.